Hello, Fake Football League, or ISFL. Welcome to another episode of Football Talk Today. This is episode number 21. Uh, like I said last time, this uh, this episode will probably... Uh, oh, I'm your host, uh, Stump, Stumpy Jones, or Spud Webb. Uh, wait, Spud Webb's a different one. Uh, I go by Dwight Knight, uh, in the, uh, the, f- the fake hockey league, or the SHL, um, users, football is cool, um, in this one, um, yeah, like I said last time, we are, uh, gonna go over, kind of like, for, uh, season 33, I'm pretty sure that's the season, season 33, and, uh, kind of go over awards who I think awards um personally should have gone to um whether or not they actually ended up going to them that'll be interesting to see um then might review kind of the award ceremony I'll I'll try and be impartial about it but who knows uh, bias always exists um kind of see how far off and how that compares against others um so without further ado we'll get into quarterbacks uh everybody's favorite position kind of the uh top dog um there were a lot of really good notable seasons um but yeah best QB personally just looking at stats sheets if you're looking individually at passion stats which is not necessarily the greatest representative but it's generally good indicator especially if you had something like a running quarterback but I don't believe we really had any running quarterbacks that were uh, insane or ludicrous or anything like that Um, just there are some really good top performers like if if you go by passer rating um, which I'm not sure is the best example for this season in particular um you would see that uh you have uh i think it's wendell sailor um had a really solid season was the top performer in passer rating but i don't think that really uh, i i i probably would have voted for a different person as the quarterback of the year um i probably would have gone for a probably the second or fourth actually in passer rating or sorry not second fourth second or third um which was uh, jackie daytona or uh, matthias caliban um quarterbacks for austin colorado um big reasons was is if you i was trying to keep it uh as similar as what like actual nfl voting would be for this position um where uh, you're really looking on uh, reducing turnovers while also having a significant number of touchdowns, which is why I would go with either of these two players, um, as both of them had um, passer ratings of uh, greater than 100, um, which made them one of four, or made them two of four with greater than uh, 100 passer rating. But the real big thing was just like I said, uh, less interceptions than the others um Caliban had the most touchdowns and the most passing yards um with uh 45 touchdowns 
with also tied for the fewest interceptions with eight. So he really uh, did a good job with um, that touchdown to interception ratio um, compared to Jackie Daytona, which uh, had 40 touchdowns and eight interceptions, um, but also had a higher passing percentage, uh, just had 50, uh, or, or sorry, uh, 80 less attempts than Caliban, um, which totally makes sense. Colorado is an air raid team, so that's pretty on brand or has been an air raid team and known for that. Um, so yeah, definitely got the reps. Um, I would have been surprised if Caliban wasn't first, didn't like sweep awards or anything like that. Um, honorable mention to uh, Darren Parmley. I think there's another, they are another air raid user. Um, just for the sheer volume of yards that they got um, allotted with 5,200, which is kind of ludicrous. Um, a lot bigger play average um, because got 200 more yards on 70 less attempts. Um, so that's pretty massive. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how that goes down the line. But real big thing was just that red zone and that, that, that ball possession really just getting in the end zone. It's a real difference maker. Um, if Parmley had had uh, kind of like similar touchdown to interception ratios as Jackie Daytona, um, I could have seen an argument for him to beat Caliban. Um, but... Uh, like I said, I, I, I would still probably say the clear front runner for this one was Caliban or would have been Caliban. Uh, not saying that there weren't other people that were really solid. Um, just really, like I said, touchdown to interception ratio is probably something that is really highly valued as that's what it would be in the regular sports. Um, Uh, I don't know what the other awards are, honestly, for this league. Um, yeah, now next you have the running back of the the year. Uh, I would be really surprised if it didn't go to anyone other than Goat Tank. Um, just, like I said, very similar to Caliban, a team that really did the predominant rushing. Uh, Goat Tank had a... A monstrous season uh, with the most uh, touchdowns in the league with 21 um, followed by a, a tie with uh, King um, as well as Goat Tank Jr. and uh, Huntsman who all had 17 apiece. Um, averages were really decent for um, quite a few members of this uh, this one. Uh, what was really interesting was quarterback uh is he really invisible actually had the best rushing average of all um with a 5.4 average um followed by um deadly memes which he really only had uh, 40 touches so i wouldn't even consider him in the running because he had less than 100 attempts same with is he really invisible uh, but really, uh, JQ Jr. and Cobra Kai also had really uh, amazing averages. Um, 
with yards per carry. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I would be surprised if it weren't Goat Tank for this one just because bulk stats, volumes, uh, even though his averages were lower. Uh, I also don't hate the conversation for Goat uh for either JQ Jr. or Goat Tank uh, Jr. Um, just because of the way, if you really value the averages per rush, um, and let's say you're on an Arizona team where you have a solid passing offense, um, and you're not really um, the primary focus of your team, you still have really good averages. Um, could still be in that conversation uh, like I've said in the past on that I, I, I am someone who has valued averages in the past um, big example was with the old running back for I believe it was the New York um, Silverbacks Captain Rogers um, I really valued him very highly in one of the particular seasons as he had the most touchdowns and also had the highest yard average, but also had the least usage. So when he did see the ball, he was the most effective or efficient. Um, I still think it's kind of crazy that he wasn't given a nod or uh, nomination at all just because of how insane that was. Um, it was really quite an anomaly. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, Goat Tank... Uh, probably the most vanilla thing of all time saying that um, it's also just the easiest thing to do um, I'm not going to look at penalties because honestly I don't care about penalties even though they might be a thing that was talked about and argued and had the conversation of I just honestly care about that right now um for this purpose um, uh, just just because I'm lazy but if I were doing a thorough like pick apart of everything I would definitely go for it um, now um, we've moved down the list of positions we've got the wide receivers um, there were some really really interesting new members to the list I believe Raskolnikov um, from Orange County was a new person honestly the I believe they were the most targeted member um, which makes complete sense they're one of the uh, one of the people on the roster who actually had a has one of the lower speeds with a 90 um, so the fact that they were top five in receiving is really I believe quite rare um, person who had the most had the highest yard average I believe um, well, there were quite a few. Um, you have Pama from Arizona and then Walker from Yellowknife, but Walker was probably the one who had the most bulk volume stats as he was fifth overall uh, with that average. But I, I, with receiving, for some reason, I care less about the average per yard um, and more so like... Um, I don't... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how I would gauge wide receivers compared to other roles and positions. Um, like for example, last season you had Colorado, which was air raid team who really gave a tremendous amount of opportunities. Um, 
but really their production is kind of okay um i don't know if they had like a more distributed offense going to different people or not um but they did have two members within the top uh 20 of receivers but uh i mean philly just seemed for their receivers seemed to perform slightly better in regards to yardage um yeah in, in regards to yardage even though they might not have had the had the uh, quarterback success from like a touchdown perspective um Declore is probably a big front runner as well as Fensick um I enjoyed Fensick doing well as I had him in fantasy I don't know how I keep uh getting solid wide receivers for fantasy maybe it's just a good hunch getting lucky um big surprise and honorable mention on this this was actually jim the vampire having uh just seven yards shy of 1400 receiving yards i can only assume that they lined up in the wide receiver one spot or wide receiver two spot or they were just the focus across their team for the entire season which is kind of weird um maybe lined up in the slot all season um, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I just assume people voted for, uh, top yards, top touchdowns for this one, so I, I would be surprised if it wasn't Fensick or Decalore. um, yeah, kind of a, a boring one, uh, defensively, you have... A lot of different ways that you can do it. I would say defense is probably one of the harder ones to um, gauge uh, and do consistently. Um, for example, if you're really big on tackles at the linebacker position, you have Bender Rodriguez, and you also have Webb. Um, Webb from New York with a ton of tackles. Um, Sakeem Webb. Um, but I'm not sure I would really give award to them just because I don't know. It's hard to gauge defense. If your team is bad at defense, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would tackle volume is a good way to do it. If like forced fumbles is a good way to do it. Sacks, sacks, I would assume have quite a bit of value. Um, for things at the linebacker position and defensive end position. Um, tackles for loss, I bet, are extremely important at the defensive end position. Um, I don't know if defensive... I don't know if touchdowns or safeties, but uh, big, I guess, tackle for loss winners in this one was Blade... Uh, Rocco Blade from the New York Silverbacks um, had a tremendous number of tackle for loss for defensive end. Wait, I, did I say that? Yeah, defensive end. And then I assume Chuck Roth was also like a, a big person for um, for the defensive tackle position. Um, 
I would be really surprised if Sheriff Woody were in the conversation for linebacker, but uh, I highly doubt they beat out Murder Miss just by the fact of the forced fumble fumble recovery shenanigans. It's almost like uh, yeah, it's just the forced fumbles being 12. I don't know if people there's anyone else who had nearly that number of it's almost seems like it was an error uh, in the sim and I'm kind of curious about it like a typo or something crazy because if you do rank the uh, forced fumble or fumble recovery thing it does only register it as one instead of a 12 um, but that could just be the way it does its integer system evaluation um, if it is truly that much, that's it's kind of bonkers. Um, I guess I can double check. Did they have a game where someone was just shit? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, they just fucking start off. I wonder why... Okay, yeah, that seems like they were running a tactic that was just all about... Seems like they found a way to cheese the system to develop and force that many fumbles. Because it just happens so consistently. It's really weird. Um, yeah, um, good for Colorado on that, uh, for doing that. It really gave them a solid it, push. <sighs> yeah, I just assume it was, uh, Murder Miss. They also had 18 Zacks, which is kind of nuts. Um, not the most in the league. Um, but that paired with the tackles and the change of possessions with force fumbles and fumble recoveries and pass deflected deflections, that is a uh, clear, clear thing for someone to vote easily for a murder miss, um, even though some line might value other things differently. Um, it is also possible that those stats are so inflated by the fact that their offense scored quickly, so there was a lot of time on defense and plays. I'm actually curious if they just saw the most reps on defense compared to everyone else, um, or if... Yeah, I'm just curious if they saw the most reps on defense. Um... Besides maybe Yellowknife, Yellowknife might have seen pretty, seen more reps. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if that would be taken into account. Um, yeah, that's probably just a virtue of being air raid, so your time on possession is just way less because you're airing it out. Um, so yeah. Um, 
Now, kind of jumped around the place. I, I probably should con stay consistently and just done all offensive positions, which I'm actually going to go back to. Um, offensive line. Uh, I probably would have gone with Icebach or Post or Alexander Franklin for Offensive Lineman of the Year. Uh, I assume the differential was actually uh, penalty yards, which I think is actually stupid. Um, that shit is so RNG. Kind of dog shit. It'll be really, really interesting because um, I think the committee with the award ceremony ended up voting for uh, Manhattan Project to be in like the finalists or something like that which I think that's actually just a dog shit take um, even if they are center, tackle, guard um, if they're choosing to get Pro Bowl stats like, like the only reason why you're playing center or guard or right tackle and you don't have another member on your team is because you're taking guaranteed Pro Bowls because you're looking to be the only Pro Bowl like you're looking to get a bulk awards to try and get Hall of Fame consistently. I think that shit's pretty weak. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're kind of like artificially impacting your stats. And I'm kind of curious if you do have that right guard or center position. Um, if it's really more dependent upon stat, like who your matchup is during that sim like if you're facing off some really shit defensive tackle team it's probably more advantageous to be in that interior compared to facing off against a facing off like a 1400 tp and and uh linebacker um, like left tackle does. I have a feeling that left tackle really is uh, was gauged as like the position to get a bunch of pancakes because really I think ends like have generally been pretty weak on a lot of teams or at least one of them. Um, so they're less likely to give things up but It'll be interesting to see if it's significantly less now that the weights on those people um, have increased. Uh, at least I'm pretty sure that's what happened with the ends. Um, but yeah, like I'd say, I probably would go with Icebox, Repost, or Franklin um, positions. Uh, just because of the difference in number of pancakes versus sacks allowed. Um, in years past, if you went with rulings for years past, you would have actually selected Yaya Ding Dong um, from San Jose um, just purely because there were no sacks allowed. Um, but there was a real weird transition that happened between season 32 and season... Season 32 was a really weird offensive lineman award situation where the award probably should have gone to Icebox Repost, uh, who had 124 pancakes and one sack allowed, or um, uh, Anada Adian or whatever. Um, but uh, I believe it went to Alexander Franklin, who was neither the pancake leader nor, like, so 
like he wasn't the pancake leader and sacks allowed leader he just had pancakes uh he just had the sacks allowed uh, he wasn't he, he wasn't even the highest like this is me being butthurt um i think he had may have had less penalty yards um which is weird because i don't even think he had the least number of uh penalties um but yeah i had three more pancakes than him and zero sacks allowed but I'm, I'm glad he got it i'm glad he won but uh i don't think either of us should have won in that one i think it should have gone to either uh aden or or post which it, it didn't uh which i thought was weak shit um i probably would have voted for you know, i'll just put both of them It's really weird because with awards voting and things like that, since it's done by GMs, there isn't really a consistent force or a consistent body, and you have changeover pretty quickly of that, and you really get a fuck ton of biasy in the voting, and it's it's really lame because I have the perspective of if you're the GM of a team and your player isn't like setting like a record like season or anything like that you probably should like abstain from voting or you should vote for nobody you should vote vote for somebody else um just because it actually eliminates all bias um because you do see that actually and i've been in the voting position in the past it's really easy to be um, lazy as fuck um, with awards voting uh, and you do see that happen people just copying other people's voting you see people actually doing no due diligence at all and it's kind of weird that they have a vote um, it's weird that they have a vote anyway um, punting and kicking, uh, for kickers, I probably would, uh, go, usually you go with field goal percentages, uh, which I think I was Leroy Jenkins, um, for field, for, uh, extra point percentages and field goal percentages. I think he, even though he had less field goals kicked, uh, than Tate out of Chicago, um, he did have the highest percentage missing only two on the season for field goals and also having um 100% extra point makes uh didn't have any long field goals from 50 plus but um that's just something that didn't happen uh yeah so yeah I think it's Leroy Jenkins. Let me make sure. Oh, it's uh, Jean Jacques Leroy. What am I doing? Um, from Austin. I definitely think they should have won. Oh, let me get his names down. Or Jean Jacques. I don't. I don't. I don't French. I don't do that one. And then punter, punter, uh, what was it? 
inside the tens. Inside the twenties are really important, but I, this is one where I would imagine it would, should actually go to percentage of kicks. Um, inside the twenty um, would probably be an easy way to make this one more consistent, just because there's you have on Orange County you have Dole who has uh, eighty two kicks. Um, and only 29 inside, whereas you have like somebody like uh, Down Bad who has 21 kicks inside the 20, but 60 total punts. So on 30% of his punts, got inside the 20, which is, I would rate, more important, or not more important, but um, pretty darn good 30% of the time. Um, really, Lux Opal was probably the most effective kicker, um, or fly from Honolulu. Um, I don't really know how you would value that one. I, I assume it went to Lux Opal, um, even though it was really, really close if they did a punt, a punter thing. Um, I also wouldn't have hated someone like Tate to be um, up there um, just because of the percentages, but I don't think it was enough to overtake uh, Opal or Bly from Honolulu for that position, so I would, I would just go with Lux Opal. It's the easier one to do. Um, So what was it? Now it's, I guess, pass deflected. Uh, pass deflected. Shoutouts to May on Austin and uh, Andrews uh, on Carolina, as well as Willie Mab Miller or Sebster, um, all having 35 or more uh, pass deflected, which is really quite impressive, as well as having a touchdown. Um, we gotta be fun. Um, this is one where I would probably show some bias from the quarterback cornerback perspective. Um, I probably would have gone with Andrews for cornerback, um, just because of the sheer number of pass deflection. Even though Andrews didn't get a fumble recovery or a forced fumble. Um, his pass deflection gain is insane. Um, 35 pass deflections and 93 tackles, um, as well as six ints and a touchdown. Um, I honestly, like, defensive touchdowns are cool and all. Uh, I think of those as RNG one-off things. Uh, unless you're, like, I don't know, unless you, like, get like greater than eight if you get greater than eight defensive touchdowns in a season you're probably just fucking you got it bud um but yeah just really just pass deflections are just so huge um and generally if you're top two in every category that people look at um 
for cornerback positions with exception to, I guess, it wasn't top two. If you're towards the top on the primary things that you like value, which is generally pass deflections, interceptions, um, f from that, and you're up there in Yeah, if you're top 10 in tackles as well, like, uh, I think that's pretty reasonable. Um, I could have potentially seen an argument or a conversation if you're really looking for tackle value, a high tackle value. Um, Rich Triplett being one of them, but really I value those, those past deflections. Uh, I'm curious what the uh, coverage percentage was. Um, Honestly, that might be the easiest way to really evaluate who the best corner was, was uh, uh, passes defended or percentage of plays, really just percentage of plays your opposing matchup or responsibility than getting a pass because that's what, that's what being a corner is about. Um, yeah. say for a linebacker oh yeah it was murder moose Bobby. what are the other positions I assume there's a safety of the year or something like that um, I'm not I'm just not gonna do safety of the year I just don't want to I assume it went to I assume that's one that's like I'm not even sure if they're put in correctly stats are a little bit lower on the safety thing and uh, the fact that they're not categorized by position I just don't care to look for it um, there's also kick returner of the year um, kick returner of the year um, I assume it just goes to averages with Higgins um, even though you have Squidward tentacles who uh, saw a lot of fucking kicks because I think his team was bad and giving up a lot of touchdowns um, I could have also seen it going to Wilkins the second as they had a lot but they were up there in number of kick returns um, in their averages I don't think it was that good probably Higgins out of San Jose wouldn't have been bad either um, I I'm curious on how the Academy or Awards Committee uh, voted on whether or not it was based upon uh, averages or whatever. It's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm also kind of curious to how the season uh, with the new role 
as kick returner um what how that'll impact or influence um how that'll impact or influence uh results because it's a completely different build um which is kind of cool um go to awards awards is always something weird um i can't remember how they it's cataloged it's like half of them are on the uh index are proper or half of them aren't super inconsistent which is lame. Uh, ISFL positional awards. Okay. Um, are they even up to date? Oh, there's also defensive end too. Um, I guess I could do defensive ends. That wouldn't be bad. Okay, so defensive end, you have Blade, who's leading with tackles for loss. Um, and how's the sack thing go? Defensive end. Okay, so you have Moyes and Stern. Um, the top of the sacks for defensive end with 12 and 13. Then you have a big fall off with like five less. So I feel like with sacks and tackles for loss and things like that, you should probably add up the tackles for loss and sacks and have those be one of the categories. Um, and really do that. And then you might have a tackles as another category but uh, I, I probably look at that last I would probably just like if I were being completely lazy on it I would probably go with either Moyes or Stern because I would just look at the sack numbers uh, and then also the tackle for losses you'd probably go with Blade um, the big difference being uh, yeah, I would probably go with Blade, Moyes, or Stern. Stern probably not so much. I thought Stern's uh, yeah, I would uh, yeah, I would go with Blade because like the tackles are all kind of shit um, for all of these positions. Um, defensive end with the most tackles has 80 and that is Leonard Taylor out of Yellowknife followed by the next most being whether or not they actually followed by Moyes. Oh, okay. 
Wait, really? Why wouldn't it just be Moyes? He's second in tackles. First in tackles for loss. Fumbles and all that shit is negligible. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, that's crazy. You have the big things. Like, I would either go with... Yeah, I would just go with Moyes. Moyes or Stern, maybe, but... I don't even think Stern is as strong as Moyes just because of the tackle difference. That's kind of nuts. Um... be really interesting to see how these groups voted um okay so for offense okay the player that ended up getting the oh i didn't do tight end um tight end of the year i assume is just whoever had the most receiving yards as a tight end who, uh, who got placed at the wide receiver three spot as a tight end? Oh, it's totally Salami. At 1,000 yards, 13 touchdowns. All right, wrap it up. It's Salami. That motherfucker got it. Um. Yeah, so you have... Uh, all right, so you had Caliban, so... This is how the uh, positional awards ended up going. It went to Caliban, um, giving him his third. Um, then running back, it actually went to Goat Tank Jr., which I was kind of surprised by that. I'm kind of surprised by that, actually. Um, really thought it would have gone to Goat Tank. Um, wide receiver went to Fensick. Nothing crazy there. Um, like I said before, tight end is Salami. Um, just the highest wide receiving thing. Um, and then, uh, oh yeah, offensive lineman went to Repost, which is good. Um, I must have been thinking of a different thing. Yeah, Repost went to that. Um, yeah, cool. It's kind of surprised from what I remember from reading the votes a what a little bit ago was I was surprised at how few people actually voted for Iden and how it actually went to like a one v one runoff between uh, Manhattan Project and Repost. I really was kind of surprised by that. It's very typical and uh, very different. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, on the defensive side of things, so, like, I guess all those were pretty straightforward. Nothing really crazy. Everything pretty much spot on what was expected. Um, on defensive side of things, start with defensive linemen, because I did it. Um, defensive linemen... Uh, I guess it starts with Chuck Roth. Uh, Chuck Roth, or I guess this is a defensive tackle, one with Chuck Roth. That makes sense. He had the most tackles. 
Um, defensive end, it went with Will Stern. Uh, I guess I get that. Uh, not, probably not what I would have agreed with, because uh, just because of the tackle volume, honestly. Um, it seemed like there was a really high value on forcing a fumble, um, which I don't know. I don't know about that one, honestly, um, compared to what you have. I guess maybe the big thing was the difference between tackles for losses and sacks, as well as the fumbles, even though you have 10 more tackles, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just might must value tackles significantly higher. Um, like I said before, uh, I could see it going to Stern, but it doesn't mean I agree with it. Um, yeah, curious how that 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 actually split. I don't remember really looking at defensive things because I don't usually care about that stuff. Uh, linebacker. Projected it was going to be murder mist. Lo and behold, it is murder mist. That shit is kind of insane. The uh, fumble involvement. Um, it's, it's not okay. Uh, it feels like something was bugged or glitched in some way. Or just crazy RNG just f for that entire team. Uh, cornerback. Cornerback went to Richard Leaking. Which I had Harrison Andrews, I believe, at getting cornerback. Um, he might have been playing safety, uh, which would be different, but um, that's not what is projected. Um, must, like I said before, it must be a touchdown thing. It must be the difference in touchdowns. Um, maybe he had a higher percentage of uh, passes covered, and it's just not really showing. Um, with these things, but uh, I don't know. You have a, I think it's one, two, Yeah, you had someone who was in the top 10 at tackles. Where did leaking fall in the tackle department? Okay, so that was just below. Yeah, I just don't understand it. It has to be the touchdown difference, or he had some crazy number of... Because you have 11 less pass deflected, you have less interceptions, you have less tackles. Uh, maybe it's the forced, fumble forced fumbles, where there's one recovery, but... Uh, dude, it's cornerback. Less pass deflects, less interceptions. Like, what the fuck? Uh, and less tackles? Like, I don't know. I just value those three over the other ones. Um, I don't know. Kind of weak. Uh, 
that is was decided by the two touchdown difference. Uh, maybe there were a lot of penalties that they took into account, but whatever. Um, and safety was Jacob Rask. I like I said, I didn't didn't really do a safety thing. Um, kicker went to Levy Tate, which I thought it was actually going to go to Leroy. Uh, let's see what Tate had stat wise. Uh, Tate had maybe he's an inactive so then uh, maybe the Jacques guy is inactive um, compared to Tate I could see kicker being one of those positions it's like oh you're an active kicker you did okay because there are a lot of inactive kickers um, being the real big thing I'm just not even gonna look at that I'm gonna even include the inactives in that de department had to be the number of field goals that he made yeah uh guy had to have been active cut can I go the squirrel Oh yeah, okay. Last visited 10, 14, 21. Okay, that's why they were. Okay. <laughs> okay, knowing uh, Austin's kicker isn't inactive, it makes complete sense that Tate uh, won it all as they just had the highest field goal percentage and highest extra point percentage um, with exception to that, that guy. So, uh... You could have potentially seen a Jacob Small make it had he uh, not missed his extra point because that would have... Uh, he actually would... He would have been just shy, probably. Um, missed two kicks too many um, for it to be a good one. Um, yeah. Congrats to Tate. That makes complete sense. Um... Now, punter, punter that went to Dallas Dole. I just assume he's the only, he's also up there with the activity thing. Um, I projected that it was Lux Opal. Um, we'll see how it goes. How did that go? I assume Lux Opal is inactive. Oh yeah, Lux Opal is inactive. Uh, well, had inactive people been able to uh, get awards, uh, those would have been the two people I would have picked. Um, however, that's not the case, so uh, congrats to uh, the two winners that did. Um, I'm going to also go to 
Um, I'm going to also check the probal one and see how different that that is and see whether or not there was a lot of disparity. Um, I'm not exactly sure how the probal, like, is that a committee? Is that a media thing? Is, is different. Is it just a fun thing that they do? Um, yeah, all pro team kind of disagree with this one. Uh, all pro team ended up going to Wendell Saylor, so they really valued the um, they valued the uh, passer rating uh, for for a quarterback position. I disagree with this one completely. Um, being Wendell Saylor, um, even though they did have a solid season, uh, they did give second team to Caliban, which, like I said before, I think it, that makes complete sense. Um, running backs went to, I'm curious who the MVP, actually, I didn't do an MVP thing, did I? Um, who won MVP? Bruh. Most valuable player. Where the fuck is the most valuable player? Why is that a second award? Okay. Okay, it went to Melvin Murdermiss for most valuable player on Colorado. Uh, it's got to be because they set all the records and shit like that. And like I said, that's probably some cheese thing that they were running. Um... It seems like something was bugged out and they went for it or there was some sort of graphical error some sort of error like those stats were kind of nut the fumble frequency was nuts from that team altogether um, yeah that's that's all I got about that one um, now um, Where are you, Pat? Where's Pat's thing? Had it open. Okay, it was the all all thing team. Um, running back went to Goat Tank Jr. and JQ Jr. So they really valued those yards per carried, um, pretty high rate. Which I actually think Goat Tank kind of got jipped from, honestly. Um, Considering the differences in the percentage of usage of the team, I actually think Goat Tank actually had a, a real chance at being. Uh, I thought the scrimmage touchdowns honestly was the big one. Um, wide receiver went with Fensick and Raymond. Uh, that makes sense. Um, they really used catch rate, which I liked. I like that a lot. Um, I think that's a good way to evaluate wide receivers against each other comparative to the uh, blanket number of receptions blank flat receiving yards because of it you just use flat receiving yards to do your voting you're gonna get the same three teams uh, getting your uh, awards year after year um, in the current system it would be Colorado 
it would be a Colorado player. Um, last, I guess, season 33, it would be um, Philly, Colorado, and then probably um, Yellowknife. Just getting an air raid type offense, like I said. Um, I like the catch rate percentage, just kind of like how I like pass defended percentages for for um, secondary. So that's that's cool. Um, tight ends went to Salami. That one lined up and followed by Buffalo Hunter, which makes complete sense. Nothing really crazy there. Um, I did like that Buffalo Hunter did have uh, the second most pancakes as a tight end. Uh, it's good acknowledgement, great stat, 10 out of 10. Best stat, the best stats. Um, fucking did it again. Uh, fullback, I that was toast. There got to be very few active. Um, very very act few active fullbacks in the league i would imagine um but congratulations to toast on that um yeah and then buster ball is falling up offensive tackle went to icebox repose um like i said it's just because of the sacks allows and stuff like that and then uh, alexander franklin as well tied for a first team which made sense um made complete sense um Defensive guard or offensive guard went to Zoltan, uh, which was pretty good. Um, no sacks allowed. Like I said, one of the few uh, active, I want to say there are only four active people who really played offensive guard. And then center went to Manhattan Project, um, followed by Paul Monitor. I think there are probably three at maximum centers that are active in the league. Um, and it's not like Colorado had a left tackle or anything that was active, I don't think. Um, defensive tackle, Chuck Ross, so you get that alignment. I also really appreciate that. Um, that it gives acknowledgments. So like instead of like the nominations and stuff like that, you really get to see that. Uh, defensive ends went with uh, Rocco Blade. Like I said, I, I think that was pretty, pretty good. Um, followed by William Stern also in the first team. Like I said, I, I don't agree with that one. I, I really think uh, Moyes was... Uh, Moyes was the, uh, was the clear winner just because of the tackles. Uh, also, shout out to the uh, Leonard Taylor Award uh, as Leonard Taylor gets all of the tackles. Um... Outside linebacker, you get the repeat with uh, Murder Moose and then Bam Bam. And then uh, you get some new people in there with Gary Goodman and uh, Sheriff Woody. Um, so a lot of alignment. Cornerbacks, you saw Richard Leaking and Harrison Andrews. Um, yeah, zero missed tackles on Andrews. And then uh, .22 pass deflexes per target um, which was tied for third uh, you don't even have uh, leakings like I'm curious what his pass deflections per target was um, but 
it's really just the defensive touchdowns in the end like that really had him, which was kind of crazy to me that he got the regular award just because pass deflection for target has got to be like really good. Um, Yeah, Willie Miller also had a really outstanding season with uh, 0.26 pass deflected per target and uh, 0.74 pass deflections per incompleted target. Um, I, I also thought he had a really outstanding season. Um, yeah, as well as Annie May. Um, yeah, that's just my thought on it. Um, oh, good for Sate. Good for Spike. Um, he did a good job. Um, okay, yeah, like they said. Like, so in this, I think they include inactives. So, like, Lux Opal was talked about as second team for the punter, which makes complete sense. That's who I had. And then also, uh, Jean Jacques uh, Leroy was also given second team for a kicker. Um, so, I really think they're very few active kickers and punters right now in the league maybe one or two um with dole and uh tate but i could be wrong uh cobra kai got the returner of the year like i, I didn't really do anything with that and that's really so there was a little bit of difference in, in this one um not too much the big one was actually lineback linebacker i think uh okay it wasn't actually that um yeah there really wasn't a lot of differences the big one was actually a defensive end if you consider um if you consider um If you consider that the first name is the one that they do select as the primary one and they didn't just mix it up and just throw them in as first teams, which is possible, um, the defensive end would be the abnormal one because Rocco Blade made the conversation um, over Stern, but that could have just been an abnormal thing. Um, I'm fine with Rocco Blade as a, uh, either Rocco Blade or Moyes. I, just, I, I was very surprised by... Uh, the Will Stern pick is really just got to be the forced fumbles thing, which is just kind of whatever. Um, yeah, a lot of is really a straightforward ballot, ballot. Not a lot of contention in a lot of plays, places. So, um, it was really cool. Um, I don't. Yeah, uh, awards committee did a good job. General, uh, yeah. Um, the quarterback one's interesting. That I'm curious how you would evaluate it and how you would contest it. I think the person who got snubbed probably in awards the most is Daytona. Um, I think he should have gotten second team with Caliban. I think Wendell Sailor was. Yes, he was efficient, but it's like it's kind of. Whatever I, I I value the uh, not turning the ball over uh, very highly. Like I said, kind of like actual football. Um, anyway, that's all it's going to be for uh, awards season.
happy to be over with this one. I hate doing the award stuff, but it's fine. It's content, although it's bad. Um, you listen this far, bless your soul. You need something else to do. Um, hope you're listening at least on two times speed. Um, yeah, that's it. Have a good day. Peace. Catch you for the next one.